This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus in your overall investment, tax, and estate planning, and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. Do you need some tax savings by the year end? Well, stay right there because we have a workshop coming up on October the 26th at Oasis uh, Banquet Center. So it's a luncheon workshop. So it's from 12 till about 2 o'clock. Uh, lunch is included. So what we're going to basically talk about is year-end tax planning strategies. So things like uh, claiming dividends, capital gains, uh, how to deal with special dividends and capital losses, and that's called tax loss harvesting, and then RIF withdrawals by year-end, and different types of strategies to claim or get deductions by year-end. We have a special guest speaker. His name's Chris Heeks. He's been on the show lots of times. He's the head of Discipline Equity, and he's a portfolio manager with BMO Asset Management. And he's going to join us and give us his outlook on the uh, year-end for the uh, stock market. And then I'll do the section in terms of doing the different strategies that we use with our clients to uh, reduce their taxes for year-end. You can register by going to www.primetimemoney.ca, or you can call Dominique now or after the show, one 891 26 37. That's 1 866 891 26 37. And the seminar is going to be held on Wednesday, October the 26th. And it's a luncheon and it's going to run from approximately around 12 o'clock to uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So hopefully you can come out and join us and uh, save some tax money. And we have an excellent show planned for you today. Rohan Thuru, who's the vice president and portfolio manager at Canoe Financial, is here to talk about where you can get the best rates of interest today. You know, it's a wonderful opportunity for you to lock in some rates here. And, um, you know, he's going to explain why and how the bond market works and the different strategies you can be using. Because you can get yourself somewhere between 45 and 7% on fixed income today. And remember, fixed income is a form of income where you're going to have some form of a guarantee, either from a corporation or from a GIC, you get CDIC insurance, or from a government uh, to give you your interest plus your, your uh, principal back. So this is your opportunity. It's a long time that we've had this kind of an opportunity to get these kind of rates. If you remember, you're looking in your accounts, you know, we're always talking about 1% or 2% returns on the uh, fixed income section. And now you can get, you know, four, three and four times that. So stay right there because Rohan is going to be right back to explain all about that. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Prime Time Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And joining us now is Rohan Thuru. He's the Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canoe Financial. And we asked Rohan to come on today to talk a little bit about rising interest rates and what's happening with the bond market. Hey, good morning, Rohan. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Anytime, Rich. You know what? Um, the reason we wanted to have you on the show is to talk a little bit about bonds and interest rates. And, you know, the, the big question a lot of people that... Um, you know, call into the show and and a lot of my clients, they're trying to figure out, you know, with rising interest rates and the rate hikes that have taken place, how does that affect bonds in the bond market? 
Uh, really good question, Rich. Uh, majority of our investors have the same question. Um, so just to understand what's going on in the bond market and the equity market, risk asset, you have to go back to the great financial crisis and look at what the central banks did. They kept rates too low for too long, and then COVID happened, and they pumped the system with so much cash, and eventually, with supply chain disruption, we have inflation. Uh, and central banks' goal is, is they have a dual mandate. They've got to make sure that Inflation remains stable, and the economy is functioning at maximum capacity. Unfortunately, given what's going on for the last 10, 10 years or so, uh, we have had inflation pick up significantly given all the easy money in the system. What that means is that central banks have one tool to get inflation under control. This is the prices that you get at the grocery store, um, and that one tool is hiking interest rates. And uh, as some of you might know, Rich, Yep. When interest rates go up, bond <clears throat> prices come down. There's a negative correlation and uh, vice versa. So as the central bank think about hiking rates, and they've been aggressive in terms of hiking rates to slow down the economy, to cause demand destruction, to tighten financial conditions, that causes bond prices to come down. This is why this year has been the worst year for bond prices. Um, and as you can see, there's a lot of investors feeling the pain, when bond prices are down 10%, they're looking at the portfolio and saying bonds are supposed to be safe. Yeah, they're supposed exactly. to give income. They're supposed to preserve capital. What's going on? What's going on is that we have never been here before where central banks have to, had to hike rates this aggressively. We have to go back to the 1980s to see this. So that's a backdrop for the bond market right now. Inflation is hot. We've got to get inflation under control. Central banks are hiking rates. That's causing bond prices to come down. So when, when you look at it and look at the, the outlook here, because they're raising rates, bonds go down. They raise rates, bonds go down. So, th- so what's, what's your outlook then? Is they going to continue to raise rates and bonds continue to go down? No. So our view here is very simple. Majority of the damage in the bond market is behind us. Central banks have been aggressive. Bank of Canada and the Fed has you know, hiked rates 12 times. Just to give you a, a, an idea of how aggressive this is, the last hiking cycle that lasted from 2015 to 2018, we went from zero overnight rates to 2.5% in three and a half years. It took them three and a half years to go from zero to two and a half. This time, they did it in six months. What that means, Rich, is that the economy is slowing down faster than people thought. Inflation expectations have come down significantly. And inflation, as we see it right now, is coming down really fast. Durable goods inflation has come down. It's actually in deflation right now. Service inflation is also slowing down. So we are starting to see inflation come down faster than people thought. What that means is that central banks can now finally slow down hiking. And in my view, that majority of the hikes are behind us. Bonds are starting to look extremely attractive again. Yeah, so the, the point, I guess everybody, the folks, who, what Rohan's saying is that you know, rate, so many rate raises have taken place already. Now we're in a somewhere near the top of what they need to do to, to slow down inflation. Is that what you're saying, Rohan? That's exactly what I'm saying, Rich. At okay. 3.25% overnight rate, all of your variable, your mortgage rates, your credit card, everything becomes that much more costly. And all of a sudden, you spend less on everything else. When you spend less, inflation comes down. Yeah, that's um, and that's a point when you look at it and you say, okay, um, so what's the availability then? You've, you've had this scenario where bonds have come down at a huge amount over the last little while. And then you look at it compared to equity. So now if you have money to invest, I guess in your opinion, you'd probably find credit more attractive in this current market than uh, equities. 
Yeah, in terms of risk assets, if you look okay. at equities, we are coming from extreme valuations here in equities. And unfortunately, when central banks hike rates, it causes pressure in equity markets because money becomes expensive, valuations become expensive, and equity markets are down. But on the other side, bonds, especially corporate bonds, Rich, mm-hmm. always mean reward. What I mean by that is if I give money to a good quality company like the big six banks or the telcos in Canada, if I give them $100, if, there, if there's no risk of default, you always get your $100 back plus your interest. Unlike in equity markets where prices could remain low for a very long time, in mm-hmm. the bond market, absence of default, you get your money back plus your interest. Right. This is why we are extremely bullish on fixed income, and we are especially bullish on corporate credit. So is there, is there an opportunity, I guess you would, would you feel that there's opportunity to make gains in the bond market as well as the interest rate? Because you could lock in a, I would assume, a lot higher rate now, like an average corporate, say at a five-year corporate bond, what are, what are they paying now? Rich, it's, it's, it's shocking how yeah. attractive the bond market. Right now, you can get a big, one of the big six bank bond for over 5.5% for a five-year bond. Wow. We yeah. haven't been here in over a decade. So if you're, if you're someone who is over 70 years old, retired, sitting at home, looking for income, you can buy a safe Canadian bank five-year bond at over 5.5%. Yeah. Yeah, the, that, bank, the banks are offering you, you know, four and four and a bit from a GIC, but then if you buy their own bank bond, you're going to get another percent on top of that. That's exactly it. You know, right. people talk about GICs, Rich. Yeah. The downside of buying GICs is that you're locked in. Right. When you buy a Canadian bank corporate credit, you're not locked in. You can trade that all day long. Right. Yeah, that's a bit, that's an important point, Rohan, isn't it? The, think about that. If I buy a bond, even if I bought a 10-year bond, say, for instance, and uh, I'm getting a high interest rate, I'm going to get paid my interest, and then any time between if the beginning now and the, the, the 10 years, I can sell it any day. Is that what you're saying? It's extremely liquid. So right. you're going to your interest, Rich, plus you're also going to get capital appreciation if rates fall. And we do think rates are going to fall materially as we go into next year. So you're going to get capital appreciation on the bond. You're going to get your interest payment. Plus, it's an extremely liquid vehicle. Um, tell us about um, the funds you manage there at Canoe um, and what you're doing with that fund right now. When, and, you know, what are you buying? So, Rich, it's a very simple philosophy we have. The, okay. pe- the reason investors invest in bonds is threefold. It's to make sure that you have downside protection, capital preservation, you got enough liquidity, and you want to make sure you generate income. So our job is to make sure that you know we invest in safe investments and we don't step in on any landmines. Um, our fund is extremely safe, 100% Canadian, um, 30% government, 70% corporate. The fund is yielding about 5% right now. Every corporate holding in our in our uh, fund is the six big banks, three telcos, and some of the pipeline names. You'll recognize every business in our portfolio. This is safe. This is going to be liquid. This is going to give you downside protection. And you're getting 5% income. Right. So now this uh, 5% that you get, how, how does it get paid out, Ryan? So 5% income, that if, for if you buy our fund right now, if you hold it over the next five years, you're going to get 5%. But at the same time, it is also giving you monthly distribution. The yield. Oh, monthly distributions. Okay, that's what I was getting. Monthly distribution. At. I'm talking about three percent annually. Uh, so you divide three percent by three uh, percent um, by twelve. You're going to get about twenty five cents of distribution on a monthly basis. 
Um, at the same time, that doesn't include the capital appreciation and the internal income that's being generated in the portfolio. Okay. So even though the distribution is only 3% annualized, there's also capital appreciation and, and other income that gets generated. So if I'm a bond investor right now, I'm going to look at the bond market. This is going to look extremely attractive. Right. So, so it'd be something that for, you know, somebody who's retired that has a RIF account that needs current income, this is a way to get some safe income and get paid uh, monthly. This is a great way to get 5 5.5% income. Inflation is coming down. So you're finally going to start getting real returns in your fixed income. We haven't been here in a decade. Yeah. This yeah. is a buying opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Good thing I've been around for a long time myself, uh, Rohan. I, I can remember back in the, you know, the days where that happened, and that was way back. Actually, it was way back you know, 10 years ago, but it was really prevalent you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. That's, that's the only time you ever had... You know, you'd say to yourself, "Here's a good opportunity to make money in fixed income." But this is one now that that we've been, uh, yeah, as you're saying, it's a, it's a great opportunity for it. Yeah, and Rich, a final thought here would be: as a Canadian's age, there's about um, six million Canadians over the age of 65, and that number is going to double over the next decade. So, if I'm over 65, retired, looking for stable income without taking a lot of risk, five five and a half percent in in safe bonds look extremely attractive. Yeah, for sure. What's the, what's the name of the fund that you manage there, Rowan? The fund we manage is uh, Canoe Bond Advantage Fund. Bond Advantage Fund. Uh, again, it's supposed to be safe, liquid, and provide income. We don't do anything fancy here. Yeah. Uh, keep well, it simple. Old yeah. school way of managing bonds. Yeah, for sure. That's the way you got to do it. Rohan, thanks uh, again for you know bringing us up to speed what's happening there with interest rates and the bond market and um, continued success there with the Canoe uh, Bond Advantage Fund. Rich, thanks for having me. Uh, I know you guys, uh, it's been a tough year for you, but uh, I, can, I can tell you the future looks uh, positive. Yeah, that's great. You take care. Nice. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was Rohan Thuru. He's the Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canoe Financial. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Canoe Financial. Do you have balanced fund or so-called conservative funds or bond funds that are currently down 10 to 20%? Stay right there. I have a solution for you on how you can take a look at adjusting your account to take advantage of higher interest rates and higher dividend rates to cover your losses. It's the return of the rapid fire round. I'm Richard Infantino and this is Quantum Money. It's time for the Rapid Fire Round, where Richard answers all of your financial questions. Okay, folks, the Rapid Fire Round is finally back. You know, every week we try to fit this in, but, you know, we need some of your questions. So I'm going to give you a phone number now, and uh, if you have investment questions or retirement questions or estate planning questions or financial planning questions, that's the kind of thing that we're going to answer here on the phone. So this is your chance to chime in. Here's the number, one 866 891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. And my associate, uh, Dominique, is going to be answering the phone. Or you can email us the questions. And the email is uh, primetime money, prime t money, sorry. So prime, then a t, then money, at gmail.com. And you can just email us uh, a question, and um, we'll be happy to answer those because we need those all the time. So let's get going. First one comes from Phil T. of Whitby, who asks, you know, I have most of my savings in life in balanced funds, and I'm, to date, just looking at it, I'm down over 12%. I thought these funds were safer than equity funds, but that doesn't seem to be the case. 
what should I be doing? Okay, uh, I'll just give you my view on uh, balance funds here. And, and, and you know, I really don't use them in our practice. And here's five reasons why we don't use them. Number one is you're letting a stranger decide. So obviously the manager of the balance fund doesn't know you. He doesn't know your objectives and goals. But he's got the responsibility of picking the stocks and bonds to give it a mix that should fit or may fit or may not fit your particular situation. So the first one, the problem is you're letting a stranger decide how your money should be uh, balanced. Number two is the lack of flexibility. You know, most portfolio managers are mandated to have a certain split in their mutual fund of stocks and bonds. And that particular split can't be changed. So say, for instance, it was 70% stocks and 30% bonds or 70% bonds and 30% stocks. They're stuck to that kind of a mix. So it's not very flexible in a lot of cases in these balance funds on how they can react. The other problem that you have is given market conditions like they are now, you have both bonds and stocks going down at the same time and they're stuck in this kind of a split. It's very difficult for them to uh, help you out there. So may not be the best fit there in terms of uh, flexibility. Number three is the lack of transparency and complexity inside of these funds. Unless you, you know, dive deeply into the prospectus, you don't understand what their uh, mandates are in terms of what they can do in each section. So they may be able to have different kinds of bonds. Maybe it's all corporate bonds. Maybe it's all government bonds. There's a difference in volatility between those, those two. Maybe they can have bonds in Canada. Maybe they can have bonds outside of Canada. Again, uh, a lot more uh, complexity and a lot more um, volatility potential, not knowing what's in that particular uh, fund that you have. So the parameters are tight, and then you have transparency where you're not quite sure or you don't understand or maybe person that you're dealing with doesn't understand you know, what the, uh, that particular manager can do inside of that account. Another problem that I find with um, these balance funds is they could have high short-term uh, bonds and cash balances. So you're usually paying you know, a higher fee to have the money in an account like this being balanced. So balance funds, if you check, this is a rate of term. But what happens is when you have that fee, you're also paying a fee on cash and you're paying a fee on short-term bonds, which could be 40, 50, 60, 70% of the portfolio, and you're paying a high fee on that. So it's very difficult to make money when there's a big uh, amount concentrated in a low interest bearing type of item where you're paying the fee could be the equivalent amount. So cash balances become a problem inside of these accounts uh, as well. And then finally, number five is, uh, you know, these managers that manage balance funds have to know everything, right? So you have to know um, basically the bond market, where in the bond market you should be. Should I be short-term? Should I be long-term? Should I have bonds in Canada, United States? Uh, should I have, uh, you know, bonds outside of Canada, United States? Should I have corporate bonds? Should I have different kinds of credit? Um, you know, how do I manage all that? How do I manage the currency inside of this account? The other problem that you have is there's different geographic regions. So I have stocks. Should I have Canadian stocks? Do I have U.S. stocks? Do I have global stocks? Do I have international? How do I mix these all together? So you can see that, you know, uh, the managers that manage these funds have to be jack-of-all-trades. And, and a lot of times, you know, people are trained on either, you know, the credit side where they're dealing with uh, fixed income or their managers on the equity side in most cases. And, um, you know, somebody trying to do both of these is going to be very difficult. So for those reasons, we feel that it's better to um, not be involved in these if you have the ability to split them apart and buy the bonds directly and buy the equities directly in terms of either bonds and fixed income to buy the, the individual securities or buy ETFs or buy bond funds. And then on the other side, buy equities where you're buying individual stocks that pay dividends 
or an ETF that invests in stocks that pay dividends and those types of things, and you put that combination together. If you'd like to get one of those combinations where you split apart a balance fund, you just have to send us the balance fund that you own or the kinds of balance funds that you have in your account. In this case, Phil, if you want to do that or anybody that's listening and would like to do that, and we'll give you a breakdown on how we would suggest that you take a look at, um, you know, uh, changing that particular mix and buying the securities together where you're getting, like uh, Rohan was saying, you'd be getting 5% on the fixed income side, plus you could be getting a dividend of 4 or 5% and potential growth on, on top of that right now. So it's a great opportunity to do the, the splitting apart. You know, I have a balance fund in front of me right now, and here's the split of it. So it has basically cash of 6%. It has Canadian and U.S. equities of 35%. has international equities of 23%. And it has 33% in uh, fixed income. So you can see this is a, a, a particular kind of a balance fund. This one is um, unfortunately down 15% this year. And that's the mix that you're involved in. So unless you know all that, then that's you could see where the problem could lie here in terms of in this particular fund. I'll tell you right now, this is a five-star fund in terms of the ranking. So if you'd like to get that, that's um, something you can send. So call Dominique to get that plan, one 891 2637 Okay, we have one quick minute left, and the number two comes from Joan via Vogueville, who asks, could you explain about dealing with digital assets and social media in your estate? That's a great question, because I would say 90% of people out there omit that. So passwords for your email, your cell phone, your Twitter account, Facebook, Instagram, have to be stored. And those of you out there, you may have people with cryptocurrencies. So if you have some Bitcoin or Ethereum, people have to know where those are. So we have a special... uh, guide. It's called the Personal Inventory. If you'd like to get one of those, call Dominique at 1-905. Sorry. Call Dominique at 1-866-891-2637 and ask for my personal inventory. And in that, it has a section for uh, dealing with digital assets and uh, social media. Okay. Wow. We're all out of time. It's been difficult investing these days, folks, but you got to stay the course. Uh, we're closer to the end of this than the uh, beginning of it. So we feel strongly still that by the end of the year, things are going to get a lot better. If you're confused, come on out to our seminar on the 26th. And um, next week, be sure to join us because we have a great guest. It's Susan Latramel, and she's the author of Nine Steps to a Rich Life Retirement. And she's going to have some books to give out as well. So remember to follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. But you can always reach us at primetimemoney.ca, and all the information that we have on the show is there. So we'll see you next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. The strategies and advice during Primetime Money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.